Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Folks, welcome tonight to Trainwreck Tonight 294, sponsored by the place to buy a case, Outlet Liquor. We have no shortage of topics on tap. We got the PGA Championship in Rochester going down in style and in more ways than one. We have the NHL and NBA Conference Finals. We have Bills News. We have Sabres News. And most importantly, we got Joe DiBiase, Sneaky Joe of WGR 550 and Locked on Sabres to talk all the topics. So let's get ready. Let's strap in and let's go. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. Folks, as mentioned, it's our honor at, at this time to bring on a man who wears too many hats over at WGR and the host of Locked On Sabres, Joe DiBiase. Joe, thanks for coming on. What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me on. I think the hats are uh, they're they're getting smaller by the day. Hopefully, though. Well, so maybe le- hat. less hats, but one big hat, like you know, like the kind that are banned in the MLB now, and the yes. one that Josh Allen uh, was wearing last year. No, but super excited to have you on. And obviously, as we were talking in the pre-show, let's get right into it on TT two ninety four. Um, obviously, how was your weekend, Joe? I went to Boston. So I had a different weekend than I think uh, a lot of sports fans from the area probably bunch of you guys took one up to Oak Hill and checked out the PGA championship, which I did get to do during the practice rounds just to see what was going on, see the course. Um, but took a drive up to Boston, my first time there. And me and my fiance would see Taylor Swift. So I had a very different weekend than uh, I think everybody, most of our, uh, our viewers here. Now I'm not going to ask for a full breakdown, even though I'm sure you could do it. And I, and you'll probably have yep. it this week uh, on, on the airwaves and whatnot. Um, give me a rating out of a hundred Taylor Swift as a performer. Uh, give it, give her like a, like a 95, Ooh, like 95, 95 is no mess. If, if you're playing a video game, it doesn't matter. If you're playing a wrestling game, fighting yeah. game, sports game. 95 is like the boss, the top tier 
And then, yeah. you know, it's hard to get any better than that. So shout out to Tisa for getting it done. Yes. Uh, I did make the travel to Oak Hill Saturday. And so let's get into nice. it. Uh, just kind of talking the overall event. Obviously we got some headlines here. I got to get my complaint out of the way. Everyone knows I love to complain a little bit. I was there Saturday and I, I hate Ooh. to say it, but you know, aside from the final hour and a half, the final nine holes of the leaders or so, I mean, Saturday was for lack of a better pun, a complete wash. I spent a lot of time in the <laughs> Elijah Craig uh, tent with a girlfriend and friends. I mean, that was the only saving grace there. So yes, I got to get my complaint out of the way because then I'm watching the next day on Sunday and it's like two tickets to paradise. All of a sudden the sun's out in every direction yep. and it's all going down. So, um, were you able to kind of track it at all? Like how much, how, yeah. how much were your waves kind of going off? Because I mean, obviously it was Western New York media fest. Yeah, I, I saw, I got to see a lot of it on TV, um, almost entirely on TV. Saturday was actually the one round where I didn't see a ton. So, I, you man, if you were there that day, I had to be soaking wet um, throughout the day. And I had friends and family that went on Sunday, too. And it, it seemed like an amazing time, an amazing event to attend. Um, and especially on Sunday, like that was keeping track of it. Okay, like we're out to eat. And like it timed up perfectly to where I'm watching the, the back nine of the leaders while I'm right there and I can be fully invested. So like when Hovland is in that bunker on 16 and the ball just disappears from sight and it's in that, that crevasse or whatever, or just buries in the lip of the bunker. I mean, I, I, I was getting mad, like imagining myself being in that spot. Like it's the ball just disappears. So the, the event had its fireworks and you had big names at the top. So I think if you went, like you got Shambo, you got Scheffler, you got Kepka, you got Hovland, you had Rory. Like I think if you were wanting big names, man, you really got that. Yes, and and again, very difficult to complain, but I'm like Jeff Goldblum, life finds a way, obviously. But I can <laughs> even admit, as a golf fan, as a uh, you know, as a Strixon fan, I'll admit that. Obviously, um, <laughs> it was an entertaining event from beginning to end. Um, what I guess would be, what do you think is the overall bigger yeah. storyline that people remember, like? to maybe three to five years out. Will it be Brooks Kepka coming through in the clutch here, or will it be the Mike Block storyline? I think it's going to be Mike Block. I actually think the PGA really got lucky that he had the weekend he did, because I'm kind of surprised there isn't more coverage, more talk about Kepka won, not just the PGA championship. He won in the last calendar year. Like this guy went to live, took the Saudi blood money, he still comes, wins the major, and like there's Justin Thomas, there's Rory hugging him, like he's getting all the respect from his peers. So this guy cashed out. He's got the check. He doesn't give that back, and he's getting all the respect of his peers and the fans at the same time for winning. And I I didn't think those two things would coexist when Liv was starting to become a thing. But again, I think maybe part of the reason why we're not hyper focusing on Kepka, like he is of course getting a big spotlight but we're not hyper-focusing on him because there is so much attention that's being poured into Michael Block because that is the most improbable golf story I've seen maybe in my lifetime. The fact that he not only – I mean, this is not like this the first PGA Championship he's played in. This was his seventh major start, and it was the first cut he made. So I think Block, the dunk pull of one, how incredible that was, uh, I think, man, he really took some of that negative attention away that could have been there with Kepka that I don't really think has been there. And I think Block 
just for how incredible a story he was is, is the biggest reason for that. That's a good point. He block really eclipsed what could have been a major blemish for the PGA. That is obviously a huge story. Well, I didn't think of it that way. Very true. Very true. Um, with that said, oh my gosh, I watched, you know, and I watch sports in slow-mo t- sometimes, Joe. I mean, that was a yeah. nightmare because I was watching Hovland shot in slow-mo. And oh. I knew it was going in low, but when it disappeared, and you and you, he knew it right away. His hands immediately went to the top of the head, which you never see a golfer do, literally. Yeah, on right, like everyone could relate to that right in the moment, right? Yeah. Like, oh my god, by far. So wait, now you were at the course for the practice round. Did you manage to jump around? Oh, oh kill it all. What was what was your uh, never yeah. uh, summarized how? And I've been lucky enough to play it once in my life before. So I knew the course a little bit, you know, like not like the back of my hand. It's only the one time I played it, but I got to see most of the holes walked around. We followed the Rory group a little bit in the practice round. He was with the Kucher. Um, so we got to see most of the course, almost all of the course. And I know, I know all of the holes a little bit. So 16, like, I, I don't think anything notable happened in the practice round there. I definitely took note though, of the bunkers in general. Like, there are bad spots to be in those bunkers. I think they try to design them so that you're not right up against the lip at Oak Hill. But, man, like, the challenge that that is, if you do get your ball stuck right by a lip, like, it's almost, it's not quite a pot bunker effect, but that's how it kind of feels to me. Like, where you don't really have an out. This is, this. I mean, this was a whole other level, of course. This was just, you can't even hit the ball. Hovland had to take the drop, which is incredible. Yeah. No, I mean, I watched another player do it the day before. I forget who it was because they mentioned it on the broadcast. Uh, Connors, but, um, I think. Corey yes. Connors, maybe? Yes, yeah. Connors, I believe it was. But uh, real quick, before we get into our game, and we're going to be talking a lot of odds on uh, a lot of numbers here on this show today. Um, What is your biggest weekend takeaway from this weekend? Now, I know, again, you were with Taylor Swift show. It could be the Taylor <laughs> Swift takeaway. Could be a PGA championship takeaway. Could be NHL, NBA conference finals takeaway. What do you got? I, oh man, that's a good, I I think it's, for me, it's the NBA. For me, it's the NBA. And I know maybe we'll get into this a little bit later on. Um, My biggest takeaway is Adam Silver is weeping in his office right now, just projecting at what the ratings are going to be for the NBA finals and thinking, oh my God, we could have had Celtics and Lakers in the finals which would have broke ratings records with LeBron, of course, being a part of the Lakers now. And instead, I'm, I'm a Denver Nuggets fan, so I'm happy. But instead, I'm sure the boys like, on Happy Hour Hoops are talking. I mean, we got to. I mean, if I'm Adam Silver, yeah. I'm getting I'm getting Scott Foster on all these games. <laughs> I don't care if I got to get one of Scott Foster's family yeah. members. At least get me to a game seven in each of these series. And I wanted to bring it up. We'll get it right into yeah. it right now. But I mean, are you a little worried for the NBA with no game one until June first? I mean, that's I mean, that's a lot of time to forget that the NBA is happening. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, really, because they're exiting the spotlight. They will cede the spotlight to the NHL for the next two weeks. And, you know, NFL will probably throw some something dramatic in there. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins throws his hat bat in the ring. But all the talk and attention will start to dwindle from the NBA for 10 days. And then again, it's no Lakers and Celtics on the other side. It's nuggets and heat. And you're not going to get the whole country drawn back into that. I'm not saying that that's right. I think Nikola Jokic is a unicorn that no, both teams have watch. earned their, their way. It's so yes. true. But, but well, the way they do it isn't sexy and they're not sexy names. Yeah, that's a problem for the NBA. The casual fan is going to forget about it. And I'm not sure they're going to be back in when the NBA final shows up, when you have to wait 10 days for that series. Okay. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have more NBA. We have more NHL final talk on the other side of this, but we wanted to get into it, Joe. We got him on the show. He's an odds guy. He knows his numbers. Yep. Let's get ready for an edition of what are 
the odds. Okay, Joe. I don't know if you've seen, but we this is how you play. What are the odds? I'm going to tell you two situations, both on the local Seneca Buffalo Creek Sportsbook here. Yeah. Cheap plug. I shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> with that said, you are up to, t- I need you to tell me the odds that are better, the less odds, uh, so to speak. Okay. So the, the favorite odds uh, in comparison sure. to these two spots. So here we go. We'll start off with, you know, not a softball, but we're going to get them as we go. Jake Paul to beat Nate Diaz or mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars to make the NFL playoffs. That could be wild card or division. I think Jake Paul coming off a loss and the Jags playing in the AFC South, which is the easiest division in football by far. I'm going to say the Jags making the playoffs are lower odds. That that feels like it's not an assurity, I know, in the odds, but I, I would bet Paul and Diaz at the best is 50-50 for Paul, where I think Jags to make the playoffs has got to be a huge favorite. All right, Joe. Unfortunately, oh for one, Jake Paul to beat Nate wow. Diaz is minus two seventy five. I was surprised as well. I was I mean, shocked as well. Jags to make the uh, playoffs minus two ten. So then, so both wow. are relatively yeah. heavy favorites. Uh, in this, well, uh, your, your your pulse was on your where they were relative. You were right. I think it was just a little skew on Vegas side. You know what that means? I think that means I should take a drive down and go bet Nate, Nate Diaz <laughs> because I thought that you should have been like even odds. Okay. Well, hey, we're, maybe we'll find uh, some more free money along the way here on what are the odds. Okay, now this next one, we're going to tug at the Buffalo heartstrings on each of them. Which has the better odds? Which is more of a favorite? Right, Reinhardt versus Eichel final right now with both their teams up 2-0 in the series or a Buffalo Bandits championship over the Colorado Mammoth? All right. So Vegas and Florida in the finals, they're both up 2-0 or the Bandits to beat the Mammoth. Isn't it always the Mammoth, by the way? It's just always the man. It is. It is. They're like a dynasty. Like they're, they're like Unreal. the Warriors of the NLL. Yeah. I'll go. A lot could happen in 2-0 series. I'll, I'll go Bandits to win the championship is a, is a more likely outcome. Joe's on the board. Minus 225. The Reinhardt Eichel parlay, if you go play it right now, is minus 200. So these are close. close. But yeah, I mean, I hate to say it. That's like yeah. uh, while we're on that, because we'll, we'll get to it back. But is are you surprised that that's not more of a nightmare like so far with that potential trajectory? It's because the team is in an overall much better spot, right? Plain and simple. Yes, that 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 is it. You're you're on the money. I mean, if the Sabres had a bad year and we were talking about coach and GM firings again, which is nowhere near the bingo board right now. Um I think we would be like head in our hands. Like this is O'Reilly happening all over Seriously. again with the blues. But yeah, I think because we feel better about them. Um, and I, Reiner really was never unlikable. I mean, Eichel was especially post Sabre career, but Reiner was never that unlikable. I don't think among Sabre fans. So Definitely not. I, I, yeah, I think, but the team being good, I think is the biggest reason why fans aren't like, you know, they can't, they can't believe that this is about to happen and they're not going to watch. Like, I think fans will watch and probably be able to get over it. Joe DiBiase, one for one, one for two so far on what are the odds. Let's go with another one. This has got Western New York all over it. Bandits and Bills to win respective championships, meaning the Bandits win that cup, the Bills win the Super Bowl, or Yankees to win the World Series. What are the better odds? And the Yankees, well, they've won like what, eight of their last 10? I saw. Yankees are hot. Um, Yankees are hot. Best team in right. baseball since early May, I believe. Still five and a half games back of the Rays, though. Um, bandits and bills. I'll go Yankees to win. I only need one thing to happen there. I'll go Yankees to win the world series. 
less of a variable, and it pays off. 201. Yankees win the World Series plus 1,200. So I think around the opening season, what were they? Plus 600, plus 700, I want to yeah. say. Oh, yeah. They were floating in. So I think this is a good price. I am a biased Yankees fan. Uh, I'm not as diehard as some of the other people. I'll admit that plain uh-huh. and simple. But let's face it, with Stanton coming back, I think they'll obviously pick up a name at the deadline, which is basically the Yankees' middle name, whether it's a pitcher or whether it's a hitter. And I think they'll be in a good spot. And at a better number than this, come September 1. And that's all you can ask for in gambling, right, is value. Pretty much. And they're hot right now. And the Rays, I think, are a little sluggish lately, aren't they, too? Oh, yeah. Well, hey, the Rays are coming back down to earth. I mean, they were play- they're they 21-4 and four at something at home still. So it's like they have a way long way they could still fall. The AL East is crazy. I feel like a week ago I checked the standings. The Blue Jays were in second. I have an a, I have a futures bet on the Blue Jays to win the AL East, and now they're in last place. I mean, they're still <laughs> but, but, have but a winning again, record. Everything this time next month could be absolute yes. flip. So, uh, yeah, we'll get that on the tennis side of things. You got any experience here, Joe? A little bit, a little bit. Okay, yeah. so Alcaraz, obviously the new hot thing on the scene to mm-hmm. win the French and the Wimbledon, or yeah. Rory McIlroy to really have a storybook moment after so many majors where he's been so close in the open. By the way, I hate Rory McIlroy. You hate Rory McIlroy? Don't like him. Don't like him. Really? Don't like him bit. No charisma, no clutch gene, telling everyone uh-huh. else how to live. No good. That's my, he, those are my spark notes. He does kind of escape the, um, the choker narrative, right? Dude, it's got 10 all, years. I, I, it's not fair. It's not fair to com- compare anyone to Michael Jordan, Gretzky, Tiger yeah. Woods, for example. But do you think Tiger Woods would ever be pleading fatigue because of some like PGA driven moment? No chance. Well, think of it this way. If his career was flipped, he got he came right out and won like four, that, that did four deceive, majors, right? Yeah. I mean, if his career was flipped, say he started off with the 10 year drought and then started winning. He'd be when he be Sergio Garcia. He'd yeah. be like the guy that could never win one. But because he did it right away, now he'll never get that label attached to him. Um, anyways, just I think the nature of the sports, and because Alcaraz Al- is so hot right now, um, the tennis tennis favorites I think are generally way bigger favorites than golf than golf favorites. So I'm gonna go with winning the French and Wimbledon over Rory winning the Open. Rory's also not. I don't want to say he's not bad. He's not in great form. He's he is. You know, he was near the top of the leaderboard here. But he hasn't played a lot. He played one tournament between the Masters and the PGA. He missed the cut at the Masters. So, yeah, I'm going to say it's not Rory to win the Open here. So you're going with Alcaraz. Yeah. This one was a close one. It is Rory with the better okay. odds. McIlroy is only plus 900 to win the Open. So, again, he's always been in that like low team to uh, single-digit uh, range as far as yeah. odds. Now, again, Alcaraz, not much more. He is, uh, I believe it's plus 140 to win the French and plus 375 to win the Wimbledon. Djokovic is the favorite at Wimbledon at like in the plus 100s range. Uh, but that gets Alcaraz to plus 1040. So those are close. Again, this isn't a game for these. Ones. I know Joe's a, a pretty good guy on these spreads, <laughs> he's but he's tough. two and two. He's 500 through four. Let's see. I think there's seven total. So let's see if he can finish on the right side of the number. Next up, this is this is a softball, I guess, maybe if, if you know the numbers. OSU to win a national championship or Bills to win a Super Bowl? Uh, I'll go with the, I've, this is, you think this could be easy. I have not looked at college football odds once. Um, I'll go bills win the Super Bowl. more likely. Oh, really? Plus 700 bills at really? plus 900 to win the Super Bowl. I know they got them. They got them on the outside fringe. They're next up after Georgia Bama. They're plus like plus 100 plus 200 in that range. Wow. And then OSU is up there. 
Now, if you go back to last year, it was a very similar situation. I think OSU was like plus 350 maybe at the beginning of the year. They were a little bit closer. And think how good that felt at halftime of that conference uh, playoff game when sure. OSU was absolutely cooking. So Joe needs these two. I think he can run it off. Come on now. Come on now. Let's rally. We it. have a Yankees-Mets World Series. So the Yankees to win the AL, the Mets to win the NL, or a Phillies-Astros World Series rematch of last year. What is the better odds as of today, May 22nd, trainer tonight, 294? A good way to think of this is, am I more confident that the Phillies are going to get hot here or the Mets? Because they're both playing around 500 baseball. Um, Those are definitely the variables in the situation here. Those are my biggest variables. I'm going to go with Yankees-Mets is more likely. I think there's more. I would bet there's more belief in the Mets than the Phillies. Yankees, Mets, more likely. No, Phillies, Astros, wow. rematch, sixty-five to one right now. Yankees, Mets, World Series, eighty-five to one. So the Mets are really lagging my. I think the Mets are about twelve to one. Yankees are about uh, seven to one, eight to one, I believe, to win the AL. Can we salvage victory from the jaws of defeat, Joe? Come on, Come on. let's get it here. Let's rally. What do we got? Right, do have, go. Wait, do I have one more? Was that the last one? Or was that it? Is that it? That would have been terrible. Producer? <laughs> oh, wait, no. Hold on. Did, did I miss one? Okay, hold on. I got to add one here. Let's see. Oh, hold on. Uh, let's see. All right. Stand by, folks. Sponsored by Outlet Liquor. You know, we got to keep our run in here. All right. Let's go. I'm just deleting out the odds. This is a bad job. You really hit me over the head with the baseball and the college football, though. The two sports I've looked the least at in the last, uh, you know, Okay, few- well, we're going back in your zone here, so. All right. Let's All right, see. good. Stars and Hurricanes to both win their series down 2-0 currently. Okay. Or the Celtics to win the NBA Finals oh. down 3-0 currently against the Heat. Which are the longer odds? Okay. The Celtics were favored going into game. They were favored to win the series going yeah, into plus, game plus three. Plus 150? Plus one. Or, yeah, right around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there's been this... this weird belief in the Celtics and this disbelief in the, in the heat with the odds. So I'm going to say that the more likely odds are honestly the Celtics coming back from three Oh, and then going on to win the finals. Then both the teams in the NHL to come back from down two Oh. Unbelievably the Celtics to win yeah, the NBA crazy. finals down three Oh currently talking about winning a series three Oh, like a no, his, no historic precedent really in the NBA three Oh, and then to win the finals, plus, I mean, so Vegas is not budging on this number. They are still very stubborn on the Celtics and their ability to run off a couple games here. It'll be interesting to see. But, Joe, well done. You that was, If anything, that was the sharpest pick right there. So, well done on uh, that round of, uh, what was it? What do we got? What are the odds brought to you by Outlet Liquor? Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? And we're about to get into it with Joe. But first, before we get into it, I got to remind you that for a limited time, Outlet Liquor is not just the place to buy a case. It is the place to save some face. As any customer who purchases two 1.75 liter bottles of Tito's Vodka will get both for the case price of just $29.99 a bottle. That's practically 20% off and the perfect way to get the weekend started. Outlet Liquor, Georgia Urban Boulevard. Go take advantage of that awesome deal. Must be 21 years or older. Go to whatsyouroutlet.com to check out this and many other deals. Joe, speaking of it all going on, 
I, I wrote in I wrote in our rundown that you were the the Lord Protector of of Coin Traversy, but I moved it to Master of Coin Traversy here. I feel like on Twitter you yes. you like <laughs> I, I don't think that you I don't know if it's like you know if you're like if it's you love the controversy. I yeah. think it's more that you really enjoy to juxtaposition something else with maybe a fact or a tidbit, and well, especially when it's going against the public discourse. Thoughts, uh, sir. I like to just spark the conversation. Yeah, I don't always even need to participate in the conversation. Maybe that's the maybe that makes it more annoying though. You're just throwing um, Molotov cocktails out, yeah. out the window on Twitter. Sometimes I just like to bait the hook, throw it out into the water, and just kind of sit back and see. Just see what, thing, what bites. I enjoy it. I think it's kind of like a yeah. roller coaster. It often. I don't think it goes against the grind. I don't think it's trollier anyway. Obviously, it goes back because I was thinking, you know, when when you're coming on the show, I know you've been on our Bills podcast, and I was yeah. thinking when we initially. I believe we first met at Potathon. Uh, Potathon one, which right. now feels like a lifetime ago in the Walden Galleria Mall, uh, still bustling five years later. Yeah. But I mean, what, you know, I guess getting into it, because you have locked on Sabres, which is awesome. And we're going to get into that with Kevin, Kevin Adams on and everything. Yeah. You got everything going on. Did you like, what is the end game there? I guess I would say if there is one. Yeah, I mean, for me, it basically is just, you know, I, I love the shift that I'm in right now. I love working in the mornings, um, doing the show with Jeremy. So I hope to be able to do that. Oh, I was very, I was talking about the Twitter, the Twitter crazy. I, I know I mentioned the, the other craziness. stuff as like fringe stuff. I didn't want to get into your career five year plan yet. Come on. Oh, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. So I, I would say my end game generally with stuff like that is let me see if I can get a conversation going. And if I can, and I like the way it looks, then maybe I'll jump in. I'll even do it on the show um, and do it on the air. Um, sometimes it can be sometimes that I just kind of want to stoke the flames a little bit. Cause I, I, I like it. Like I like seeing people go back and forth about certain stuff. And if you got a dry day or there are things out there, you know what it really is. There are things, it doesn't even matter what side I'm on where I feel like this should be debated one way or the other and i don't see it anywhere and i'll throw it out there i want i want to get that debate raging like i I've, I've been thinking about this with jokic lately in denver like it's not a big basketball market here in buffalo but like oh man like i think more people should be debating this guy's legacy right yeah. now and nobody's and doing it meerkat meerkat is is, is is meerkat's been loving the guy yeah. since he was taking big fat pictures coming into the league now no. he's like a staunch superstar so i'm already like again like this is not for me to say i think he'll end up being the goat but i've already got the gears cooking like i, I wonder if i looked up michael jordan and lebron james stats by the age of by the time they turned 27 how their numbers and their wit their titles and whatnot would compare to, to compare to Jokic. and That's think about the trajectory of the nba i mean i yeah. hate to say it but 10 years ago you weren't having like 130 to 125 games yeah. every night that's something where i feel like all right if i throw that out there i i know what i'm gonna get you're comparing Jokic to lebron and jordan Get like get out of here, you. But tech, while also not technically saying anything wrong, I'll just be pointing out facts. But sometimes, like that, really is it. I like blowing people away with facts that like you would never believe when it comes to sports. Um, and like the Celtics being there. plus sixteen hundred to somehow win the yeah. NBA title right now. I, I can't believe I can't believe. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. Uh, seriously. Um, now, yeah. real quick. I mean, because it's, it's a cheap pick. It's because uh, is is the Troy Aikman still like the piece of resistance? Like, what's <laughs> the comparables? What well, What are some of the you know, more recent ones that you know really got people going? 
I would say I got Ottawa going recently. I, I like doing that to other cities. You like hitting regions? <laughs> yeah, I don't like I don't do it on purpose, but it just kind of happens naturally sometimes. Um, but I I it happened with Edmonton a couple years back when I, I made some comment about I can't believe how bad for the league McDavid and Edmonton is, which isn't even that hot out of a take. It's pretty, I think, easy to see that. Um, and there was the Aikman thing, of course. The most recent one, I said something on Lockdown Sabres about how the Senators are embarrassing for retiring Chris Neal's number. That, like, every team <laughs> has that. a Chris Neal. Every team has a Chris Neal. Every team has a guy that they love that is, like, a fab- an integral part of the fabric of the community and was a tough guy and a character guy and, like, had all these things and no one else is retiring that guy's number, but Ottawa is. So I made that comment and Ottawa was coming after me. So um, that's probably the most recent one. You know what's a funny story about that Aikman tweet, though, real quick, while while we mentioned it? Yeah. That Troy Aikman tweet that was just me comparing his stats to Ryan Fitzpatrick's, that tweet is no longer in existence. Oh, I, it got Elon? I, no, it was before that, long before that. Like, this is a year or two ago where I, someone pointed out, like, hey, did you delete this? I'm like, I didn't delete this tweet. So I know <laughs> like, like, it's nothing worse than when someone asks if something was taken away by you and you didn't want it taken away. You're like, I don't know. I, why would I want that? Oh, taken never, away? Never. This is more engagements I've ever gotten in my like life combined on Twitter. Right. Uh, I, I love, I love it. So how, how, I don't know how, like someone deleted it from in my account. I can't believe that's the case. Um, I, I, what I wondered was, has it just been gone like for years and did like did Aikman report me on Twitter and then they took it down? But how could you take it down? It's just a statistical comparison. Like it's not I like want, I want the timeline I looked at. Was this around the Aikman uh ABC deal uh to bring him to Monday Night Football or whatnot? Uh, maybe no, this, maybe he had the powers to be, pull some strings. Maybe it could have been in the works. I think it was a year or two before that, but it doesn't okay. mean it could have been happening behind the scenes. Okay. Part of his deal was get this tweet taken down, get any negative talk of me on social media taken down. He would probably do that. If there was a guy in the broadcast world that would do that, Aikman might be the one. We're going to jump into the NBA here because uh, we were just mentioning, obviously, Jokic, very, like unbelievably underrated, like kind of a thing out West, playing a lot of his games at 9 p.m., 10 p.m., something that contributes yep. to, obviously. Yep. Um, with where it's at right now, two series at 3 nothing. I mean, Nuggets heat, unavoidable, like question yep. mark, I guess. Uh, what do you see going on from there? I, I, it's definitely unavoidable. I think we're getting there. 149 and O teams that are 3 0 in the series in the NBA uh, playoffs in history. So it's never happened that teams come down from 3 0. It's not like hockey for that. Hockey's happened a couple times, I think. Um, I think Denver, I, I, I want to think Denver's going to roll the heat. Denver, I mean, I'm a Nuggets fan, so I will admit my bias up front here that they just have the perfect starting lineup. Like all five of their guys can create their own shots, can hit threes, can guard almost anybody. Like their their f- starting five is so good and so talented. And the Heat are just the Heat are everything I want to choose to believe is not real in sports. Heat culture and like character and like you know the coaching stuff with Eric Spolstra and like they're they're not really all that talented. It's because Jimmy Butler and a bunch of guys were undrafted. But it's, it's like Jimmy Butler and a, and a Play-Doh kind of like mutant <laughs> mix. Like of what of what's going to get you that night? Is it going to be like Struce? Right. Is it going to be Vincent? You know, like it's like it's yeah. crazy. But you, yeah, you I never mean, know. I mean, I think. And speaking of numbers, I look at this. I think going into last night, Eric Spolstra historically in in the playoffs is like 
70% against the number uh, in second halves. And again, so that was yeah. something crazy. You see him up at half heater plus six and a half. They still win that second half outright. Some of the adjustments I think you've been able to make in this series, I guess, has been the thing that stood out to pundits and whatnot. Nuggets heat. Ultimately. I mean, I think it, yeah. you kind of hit it on the head. The nuggets have so much depth. The heat are just kind of somehow getting this done. The nuggets depth has to wear them out. Right. In a potential nuggets heat finals. I, again, I think so. But like I, I just I I don't understand. I have to say it up, up front. I don't understand how the Heat are here. Yeah. So I have to admit up front, I they could win it. Like they could easily just beat the Nuggets. They could sweep the Nuggets. You're talking about I a number. You, you know you could, how they're doing it. You could buy an island betting the Heat money line this play this postseason alone if you were just hitting you know, that. Islands are not as expensive as you think, actually. Okay, well, you can get maybe. an island for like twenty grand. Not to say that's not a lot of money. You could just get an island for twenty grand if I you kinda, want. It. There'll be nothing kinda, on it. It'll just be. I trees. need to look into it. You're gonna cost yourself. You're gonna need to spend like another ten million probably to, for upkeep. Make, it's the for, island yeah. upkeep that really gets you. But you could just buy islands. So <laughs> Sabers fans are about to be on an island if uh, if what we're talking about happens in this NHL uh, conference finals again minus two hundred. So it's all not set in stone yet. Obviously, Ottinger stars going back home. That's the factor there. And then yep. you kind of have the Hurricanes are perceived to be like a little bit of the better team, I guess, in that series. So uh, yeah. that's kind of why that's priced there. With that said, which team, I guess, uh, which uh, which former saver has a better chance of falling short of the Stanley Cup Finals without being too tricky with the language there? I I know. I think that it's it's Reinhardt. Um, I think Carolina they have been the better team possession wise in the series. A lot of the shot attempt numbers are in favor of Carolina. Uh, two overtime games that go in favor of Florida that those could go either way with bounces. I, I'm not confident that that's going to happen. I would pick Florida to win the series. I have a future bet on Florida to win the cup that goes back to October. So I'm rooting for the Panthers too, but I do think top to bottom Carolina is a better hockey team. Um, so I think if there's one team to come back here, it's going to be them. Vegas, I think, is a little overwhelming at times. And I, I don't see Dallas digging out of that hole. That I thought was going to be an even seven-game series, but now that Vegas is out 2-0, I'd pick Vegas to cruise there. But I can totally see Carolina digging themselves out of this hole. My Jack, we were talking in the pre-show, or even on the way in. Uh, you know, it's about where the team is now, uh, you know, that's kind of making people not, like, wanting to jump off their Twitter towers uh, with where what's happening in the postseason. I got to say... To remind myself, I mean, I feel like my Eichel hate is kind of wearing off in a weird way. Uh, I have to remind myself how he celebrated that hat trick in, in November. Yeah, no, me too. He made, right, I don't do it instinctually anymore. Last year, when they were about to miss the playoffs, every single thing, like, remember he oh, rolled, his, remember he rolled his eyes? It. Living and breathing it. Living and he, breathing it. Yeah, he rolled his eyes at one point at like his goalie or something on like oh feed me. Like I was all bad about overtime it. goal. I think it was a bad overtime goal yes. after a giveaway or something. And now it's like he makes that a behind the back pass to Marsha show to win the game. And I don't even it, I don't do it in six shows. I was like, wow, that was an amazing pass. Five seconds go by. Oh wait, that was Eichel. I'm supposed to hate that. Like I don't even I don't even do it anymore. But again, I think that's a product of the Sabres being good. And maybe the Amherst. Maybe the Amherst being good too. I don't know. Seriously, that's going to be a show this week in Rochester now because we have Savoy there. Um, Are you surprised uh, by how quickly that happened? I guess it just feels weird that the Sabres yeah. are pressing all the buttons that the fans see as so obvious, I guess I would say, after so many years of not doing it. 
I think it is just a continuation of man. They are going to give their prospects every single chance to to sh- to prove that they're ready for the next step. Where that never happened here, right? Prospects would get buried, and they would, you know, not even get a chance to make the NHL team or in the sometimes the AHL teams to go right back to juniors. And I loved hearing Seth Appert, the Amherst coach, today say, "No, he's here to play." Like we're not just going to have him practice with the rest of the team. Like he's here to play. And why wouldn't he? The guy was lighting up the WHL playoffs for juniors. Um, and you know, I don't want to offend any Amherst players, but he's gotta be better or more productive than a couple guys that are in that lineup. So, so to me, it, I, man, it's, it's just a continuation of, they will give their prospects every chance to grow. Speaking of growth, the bills are going to be looking towards getting it done this season. We had some moves today. Um, so I'm just going to kind of umbrella this. It's a big, you know, question. So obviously, you know, don't, yep. I mean, you can do a dissertation on it. You can do a whole 20 minute segment on uh, WGR about it. Seriously. Uh, All the right. biggest question mark for you for, uh, the bills between now and, uh, season opener. Um, I mean, after today, I might want to say is, will they still trade for Deandre Hopkins? Um, but I've kind of, do you think that some of his like <laughs> actions are kind of going away against what the bills actually value in players? Uh, maybe a little bit, I guess he's not really doing anything though, other than just say he wants to be a bill. Right. And then he likes Josh. He's just answering questions. It's not like he's out there tweeting every day. Like he's, he's really like other people are putting his stuff out there and they're asking him. So I'd think they'd be fine with it. Um, they let guys be themselves. So I think this would might fall under that umbrella. So Hopkins a little bit beyond that. I mean, for me, it's just really, how are they preparing Dalton Kincaid for the season? You know, like all this talk of guys don't even call him a tight end. He's a wide receiver. Well, okay. What I want to know then is OTAs begin here and then training camp, you know, a little while after is he in the wide receiver room, not the tight end room at meetings. Is, is he practicing with the receivers instead of the, or is he in the room with the tight end coach and Dawson Knox? Like, I want to know how they're prepping Dalton Kincaid for the season and how much of his split truly is going to be slot receiver. Because that to me is that that's the position. That's the answer to me. The biggest question mark is what's the split going to look like at slot receiver, which for three of Josh Allen's last four years has been second on the team in targets only last year. It didn't. Is it going to be Hardy a third and Sherfield a third and Shakir? How much is Kincaid? Like, I just want to know how how the seat the offseason develops, what the split looks like at that slot position. Cause I think it's a vital position to that offense. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting the way the Bills present themselves. And speaking of presentation, you see things behind the scenes on game day, throughout game days, etc. If you, you know, again, then this is no insult to the powers that be. It's always easier to say making something better. Anything that you would uh change or improve quote unquote uh with the sabers or bills game day presentation i gotta be honest with me joe if you've ever yeah. seen my thing i i gotta get those sponsor banners out of the rafters in the <laughs> in, in the key bank center i'm sorry uh-huh. there is that that is something that if if people actually notice that it would set us back to like the the 2013 sabers days i hear you i hear you it's tough for the sabers because i think a lot of it is just the the arena right like get the arena fixed up seats, you know, concourses, like just some updating. That is the number one thing for me, for the arena in general. And that's not quite, I mean, it is game presentation, but it goes beyond just like what the people working for the Sabres are doing. Like it's got to come from above. Um, 
So that is definitely number one for me for the Sabres. The Bills, it's interesting. I I, I went to Gillette for the first time for this Taylor Swift concert over the Patriot weekend. Place is no joke. I it's saw your crazy. It's insane. We need to do that in Orchard Park. They need to do something of that in Orchard Park. I know. I don't think, you know, of course, even if they do something, it's probably it's probably not going to be to that level. I'm setting myself up now to be disappointed. Are you saying there's not going to be a Victoria's Secret in <laughs> Orchard Park, Joe? There, I when I saw that, it's like every story you pass, like they have one of these, like oh, they have frozen yogurt, oh, they have a, there's a Top Golf golf simulator, like oh, what, like that? Can I answer that? Like the new Bill Stadium has a, a Top Golf golf simulator in it. I'm telling I you, use. I went, I had the fortune of going for the Thursday night game or whatever. Uh, yeah, this past year, and it was yeah. my eyes were, my lids were over the top of my head with how crazy it was. Patriot, yeah. But for me, like easily, easily the number one answer would be after seeing Patriot place that the the Bills, the Bills would have some version of what the Patriots have that makes it easy pre and post game to just meet up with friends and go hang out and like somewhere like there was a Nashville themed bar that we went to pre concert that was awesome. And like I walked in and I said to my fiance, like, I, I easily could see like we just text a couple friends like, hey, meet us at this, meet us at this bar, like it, and like that you don't want to kill the tailgate seed with that, but that could be post game too, like just somewhere to walk, wait out the traffic, have a drink, hang out with pe- friends, talk about the game, like the Patriots in New England, they have a million options right that like that right in the stadium, and that is something the Bills don't have. Maybe we have to wait for the new stadium for that, but that is number one for me for the Bills. It's just other locations to hang out that isn't just your seats or the parking lots. Cause that's really your only two options in Orchard Park. Hopefully it's a copycat league in more ways than one. I mean, geez, just take a look over at them and get it done. Pagula sports entertainment. Um, so yeah, we're going to put a ball in this conversation. I'm going to label it fun. Even with my internet dropping out there momentarily. I did, that said, I'm not going to lie. I panicked for a split second. No, you, what I mean, you came back, I, you came back yeah. and I was like, is it just his show now? Like, I'm it's, like, I'm, Shit. I'm just going to start talking <laughs> fantasy football, I guess. So, this like, show that's, that's never moment. stops. Uh, but yeah. seriously, no, Um, you know, obviously anyone who has paid attention to the Buffalo sports sphere at all, you know, you've become on in a super big way. The locked on Sabres thing. I mean, getting the Kevin Adams interview there and then having him, I believe you were part of it on uh, the morning show when he yep. came on uh, there as well. I mean, that's got to be like unbelievable. Um, so with that said, you know, obviously with those in your rear view now, uh, what are you like looking for? What are something you want to achieve as an individual? And, you know, I got to kind of hear maybe with the team at WGR locked on Sabres in the next, uh, you know, year, couple yeah. years. I mean, for GR, it's really just keep, hopefully things keep going the way they've been going. And I get to be a part of the morning show going forward as we kind of make this transition uh, post Howard here. So on that front, it's just kind of hopefully – keep going the way we're going. And then locked on Sabres. I mean, I, I'm trying to get to number one on our locked on NHL channel. Okay. I like the, I like the competitiveness and we've got a little of that on our channel and we've been number two a lot, but that locked on senators channel, they're always number one. Those guys do a great job. And, you know, we have bidding, maybe a, a brewing rivalry that could be in the works with Ottawa in the next couple of years as both teams are starting to get good. Um, so honestly, just, competitively i'd love to be number one in the lockdown nhl channel and we're working to have that happen um hopefully soon but again those lockdown centers guys make it tough so and i've been Uh, saying it for years i mean again not to be like i told you so it's just kind of obvious anyone who's been running a steady savers channel while they've been in this pit of despair 
I mean, I can't believe that some of the numbers and returns they'll be doing, hopefully when they're on this trajectory to making the playoffs and having some of the best, most exciting players in the league uh, going forward. It, so super excited really, about that. It really takes care of itself. Like it, you should see like our numbers. I locked on Sabres. They really sometimes just come down to whether they won or lost. <laughs> they won the night before. We're going to have twice as much as if they lost the night before, unless something controversial happens, then they'll be super high. Right. Um but like it really just comes down to sometimes whether they're good. Like if they get great next year, I, I don't have to do anything. I could just host the show the way I've been doing it, and you know, people are just gonna be interested in them. Joe DiBiase, make sure you give him a follow at Sneaky Joe Sports so you can follow along when he's firing up those debates. <laughs> uh let's get a uh, shout out sign up here. I'll lead the way, Joe, not to steal the thunder, but Carmelo Anthony retiring today. I mean, just an amazing player. Uh definitely a I, I wouldn't I, I don't know. D- does does he get called yeah. a generational player? um is that labeled for one per generation so i i I think we got to be careful with generational we we do we do started using that a little too uh liberally i think here's what i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with a safe fight for someone in the western new york region with the syracuse tie-ins transcends basketball as far as a memory for me for sure all-time great scorer Oh, yeah. Gener- generational score, maybe. Generational label score. score sure. Like, because, man, when you just needed a bucket, that guy, I mean, he could do it in like a million different ways. So, generational score, I think I would be okay with. Uh, I'd be okay with on Mello. Uh, shout out. Hopefully, uh, this is a, a precursor to another Matthew Kachuk uh, exit. My shout out would go to from the weekend Matthew Kachuk celebration. We're just, we're, we're out. He scores in overtime. We're leaving. I love that celebration. Um, I think more teams should do it. We're like, you just kind of leave the fans because you have to do it on the road. All the opposing fans and the opposing team, like you're gone within. You know what's a, you know what's an all time like, what's happened. You know what's an all time great ver- uh, version of what you're talking about is Derek Fisher versus the Spurs with the point four seconds because yeah. he literally turned around, let it fly, and he sprinted out the far tunnel. I think Michael Vick did this too. Um, the running Vikings, Vikings, Vikings OT. Yep. I think he just he ran into the end zone. I think he just kept running down the tunnel. And he just it, it is it is good when you're just like I'm literally done with the game because I yes. just want it. It doesn't get more swagger than that. If you want to get that swagger, make sure you are following Joe. Make sure you're getting to Outlet Liquor. Make sure you're following along with all this action we have as we go down into Memorial Day weekend. Should be very exciting. You got any big plans coming up on that front? Uh, Memorial Day, we're just gonna go with hang out with some friends on a on the beach. I mean, how can you go wrong? Memorial Cannot Day not go wrong. Is the best. You gotta love Memorial it. Day beach. They're synonymous like Bills fans and huge expectations for this year. <laughs> Let's have it. Thanks for riding along with us on Trainwreck tonight, two ninety four. Uh, as always, Josh, where can we follow Apple, on the- Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube? All right, and let's have a great night. Thank you, folks, for following along, and make sure to have a good night now. Thank <laughs> you.